0: Amen. Appreciate you, Ken, for that. Brother Casey, for leading us in worship, musicians. Had a good time down with the youth, just just briefly. Guys, y'all continue to pray for the youth. They're not the leaders of tomorrow. They're the, the leaders of today. They really are. And pray for them, pray for their families, pray for all those that, that work with them, not just the youth, but also the children. If you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me over to the book of James tonight. I want us to uh, look at, I don't know if, to will pop up there, but um, faith's greatest enemy. If you were to wonder where I was going right now when you hear that. Faith's greatest enemy. I'm going to try to end early tonight, so some of you, if you're going over to, to Bridget's Way, could give you plenty of time to, to get over there this afternoon. But gray, faith's greatest enemy. Tonight, I'm going to look at uh, doubt doubt in James chapter 1 beginning in verse 5 it says but any of, if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given him if we were to stop right there what do we know if you lack wisdom ask of God and he gives to all generously and without reproach period that's it that's all we need to know Verse 6, but he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, uh, unstable in all of his ways. Guys, our faith, we talked about faith this past Sunday, our faith has a great enemy. And it's doubt... It's doubting the Word of God. The, the polar opposite almost of faith is doubt. Can God really save? Can God really heal? Is God really in control? Is God really going to take care of all of this? Where did it all start? Hop with me over all the way back to the beginning. Go all the way back into Genesis. Remember God put Adam and Eve there in the garden and everything was perfect and and man walked with God for a season there, and it was, it was beautiful. He put him there in a, in a gorgeous garden, and he was told he could do anything that he wanted to do except that one thing. We hear about that in Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 15. Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it you will surely die. I love thinking about Adam and Eve. I love thinking about how long it could have been that the Bible says that God comes walking in the cool of the day. I wonder how long. Here's what we're not told. We're not told how long Adam and Eve walked with God. Can you possibly imagine seeing God face to face and and being there in the presence of God in that place? That was a perfect place. That was a good place. And God said you can do anything you want to except that one thing. And then evil steps in. Verse 1 of chapter 3 says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said? Has God, did did God really say to you that you can't eat from the tree? Did, Did God really say? He planted that seed of doubt. God clearly said it over in chapter 2. You can eat from any tree except that one, and in the moment you do it, you will surely die. You shall not eat from any tree of the garden. Verse 2 The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it. Notice how, notice how when doubt comes in, it doesn't just make you doubt what God said, you start adding to what He said. It gets deeper and deeper and deeper. God said it, that's enough. God said it and that's plenty. God said it and that's all I have to do is simply believe it. That's faith. Faith is him. he said it and I believe it. Did God really say that you shouldn't eat from every tree of the garden? The serpent said to the woman, You surely, verse four, you surely will not die. For God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from it its fruit and ate and she gave it also to her husband with her and he ate. And the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. Guys, listen. God, God has commanded us so many things in Scripture. He's promised us. There's so many wonderful promises all through Scripture. Faith says you just simply believe it. Doubt makes you start questioning it. Did God really say Oh, God just knows if, if you do that, something else will happen. Church, believer, the enemy has not stopped. The enemy's not going to stop. The war is going to continue to come day in and day out. You do not outgrow his attack. Remember, Jesus was taken up on the mountain. Remember, the Holy Spirit led him off into the wilderness. And who came? The the tempter came. Satan came. Listen, there's not one of us in this room immune to the attack. If Satan was bold enough to go to Jesus himself, if he was bold enough to go to God's finest creation, their Adam and Eve, and start putting those doubts in their minds, did God really say that? And then she stepped back. That seed was planted. You know, we call into question who God is. We call into question His sovereignty. We call into question His power. We call into question that that He is who He says He is. And that He is the rewarder of those who seek Him. Is God really going to do all of that? Is heaven really going to be that good? Is He really going to take care of you? Do you really got to believe? God's a good God. Just be good. God's a good God. He'll he'll overlook that. You just be good. That's not what the Bible says. Doubt. And let me say something. Satan came at Jesus. Satan came at at Adam and Eve. And you see, that's where it all started. We are fools. If we think he's not got his sights on you, guys, you're the Wednesday night crowd. He sees you and he's watching and, and he don't like you. He don't like you being here. He don't like the Bible in your lap, he don't like your arm around your wife. He, he don't like none of this. You are ticking him off period. So let me make one promise to you. He's coming. And some of you be like, "Oh, is he coming?" Deal with Him way too often. He's going to continue to come. We know know His end is coming. We know that He's defeated. We know that He does not win any war. His only authority and only power is that that we give Him. I love Job. We'll get to Job eventually. I promise you, I love Job. Because you see how limited Satan is? He basically has to tiptoe up to God and ask for permission about everything. Which makes you wonder, Lord God, come on now, ease up a little bit. Tell him no every once in a while. The, the greatest enemy of faith is doubt. Did God really say that? Did God really promise all of that? Because church, there's only a remnant of us. You ever noticed? You ever noticed? There's only a remnant of believers. The Bible says it. There's only a remnant. You, 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 you walk out in a Walmart or you, you step out on Black Friday or you look around Bryant-Denny and you see all those people and you say, wow, they're all good people and they're all going to heaven. No, they're not. Just because they got that red and white, they're not all going to heaven, okay? Just because they're Alabama fans. Took you a second, didn't it, Brother Ken? there's only a remnant there's only a few of us and satan is doing everything in his power to render us ineffective for the kingdom he's trying trying to drive wedges he's trying to make us question he's trying to make us doubt he's trying to to make us, you know what i had a friend of mine i had a really good friend of mine in seminary he almost got fired for this he was a youth pastor they 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 do that kind of stuff He stood up one Sunday, and he got to preach, and here's what he begged him. He's like, look, no matter what you do, I'm I'm going to teach a lesson tonight, but please don't leave. Please, no matter what I do tonight, please don't leave. Please don't get up, and I'm not going to do it, but this is what he did. And and he said it. He said, please don't leave. Please don't leave tonight. He just stressed it. And he started reading Scripture, and he said, no, I don't believe that. And he, he ripped it. And he dropped it. He turned the page. He said, he read some scripture. Nah, we don't believe that. He tore page after page. He saw some of them start squirming. Saw them squirming a little bit. Don't leave. Let's read this book. And he'd read scripture. Nah, we don't live by that. And the pages filed up and people started standing up and people started going out the door. I'll never forget his message. The devil has got his sights on even us in the room and right here. Questioning, did God really say? Did God really say that? Go over to Matthew, Matthew 21. Matthew 21, Jesus has entered the kingdom. I mean, He's, he's made His triumphant entry. He's, he's there in Jerusalem. And in Matthew twenty one eighteen, He says this, Now in the morning He was returning to the city, He became hungry. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, He came to it and found nothing on it except leaves only. And He said to him, No longer shall there ever be any fruit from you. And at once the fig tree withered. Seeing this, the disciples were amazed and asked, How did the fig tree wither all at once? And Jesus answered and said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt... We talked Sunday, without faith is impossible to please God. If you have faith and do not doubt you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. If you have faith and do not doubt, Jesus said, look, if you just simply trust me and do not doubt, do what I tell you to do, don't doubt it. Do it my way. Don't doubt it. Do it the way I've commanded you. Don't doubt it. Do, Do what the Bible says. Don't doubt it. Church, there's only a few of us because the rest of the world is doing it lots and lots of other ways. And we walk out those doors and we look really strange to the world around us. Why? Because we're doing it this book's way. And our friends see us and our coworkers see us and our family sees us. And we we say, we say in our prayer time together as a family and a husband and wife, look, we're gonna walk in a manner worthy of the name of Jesus. We're gonna do it God's way. We're gonna lead our home in a biblical way. I guarantee you, you start doing that, you're gonna look funny. You're gonna stand out like a sore thumb. Attention's gonna come. But Jesus says, do it my way. If you have faith and don't doubt. I was up there with the youth. I told the guys this today. A good friend of mine said one time, you may have heard it. If you've heard it, continue to apply it. If you've heard it and aren't applying it, try it. You know, my desire for all of us is walk in a manner worthy of the name of Jesus. Be found. I started the day tonight with a prayer. Lord, if you come tonight, help us be found faithful. Lord, but if it's a while, when you come get us, let us be found faithful. Let us be walking in a manner worthy of your name. A name that is above all names. Let us do things that honor you. No matter what the world out there says. A good friend of mine said one time, do what you know is right. Right now. Do the right thing right now. And do that right thing for the next 15 minutes. And then after that 15 minutes, you know what you do? Do the right thing for the next 15 minutes. And for the next 15 minutes. And, and for the next 15 minutes. And just say, okay, I'm at the end of my 15 minutes. Alright, Lord God, what do you want me to do now? Okay, I'm going to go do that. Alright, Lord, what do you want me to do now? I'm going to go do that. And for every 15 minutes, imagine, here I go, Lord God. I'm, I want to be in the center of your wheel. Okay, that's who you want me to see. That's how you want me to act. That's how you want me to respond. That's what you want me to say. That's how you want me to love. Okay, I'm going to do it. Okay, God, now what? Moment after moment after moment. And you know what? Most of us in this part of the church says, good, I hope that, I hope them youth got it because they're in a rough world and I hope they get it. I hope they got that lesson. I'm sure glad the preacher went down and talked to them. Maybe he'll go talk to Brother Rob and them kids. Maybe he'll go talk to the college later. Imagine how lives and how homes could be transformed. Imagine how marriages could be transformed. Imagine how men and women, how the world could be transformed. If just this small remnant that showed up right here tonight did the right thing just for the next 15 minutes. For the next 15 minutes. The devil looked at Eve as the serpent, crafty, and said, did God really say that? He's still doing that today. Does God really want you to live a holy life? Does God really want you? I mean, look look around you. Look at everybody else. They're having a blast. You don't have to. You don't have to do that stuff. Go go enjoy yourself. Life's short. Nike says, just do it. Bible says, don't do it. Nike says, do it. Devil's like, did God really say? What if we, church, just did what God wanted us to do now? And just what we know Scripture tells us to do now. And just what scripture tells us to do now. Be found faithful. There's not going to be a moment. On this side of eternity. That you as a believer. Are not going to be stretched. To where you are in a position to have to make a choice. You're always. Always. Going to have to make a choice. Do I do what God tells me to do right now? Or do I do it my way? Do I do what the I know the Bible tells me to do? Or do I do it my way? Or the, what they're saying? Something you'll hear me say forever. I can't believe I've been here for what, four sermons and just now saying it. To him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. James 4 17. Preacher, why do you beat me over the head with that? Why do you say that all the time? It's not me saying it, it's what that book says. To him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. So here we stand. Without excuse. Obedience. Walking in faith. Or doubting it. That's why we've got to pray for one another. That's why we've got to pray a hedge of protection around one another. That's why we've got to pray for these marriages. That's why we've got to pray for our spouses. That's why we've got to pray for our kids and our children. Brothers and sisters. Because guys, we're all in a war. If you're a believer. If you're a believer. If. You're a believer. You're in a battle. He can't take your soul. But he'll take your testimony. He'll take your witness. He'll take your effectiveness for the kingdom. And his desire is to render you useless for the kingdom. Do the right thing. Trust. Faith. If it says it, do it. Let me pray for y'all. Father God, thank you for allowing us to come and be in your house tonight. Lord, it's so easy when we're together. It's so easy when brothers or sisters are together and we can hold one another accountable, Lord, and we... We find ourselves in places to where we just don't want to separate because we know when we walk out those doors, it gets really hard. And here it's, it's just simple. We just, we just do what God would want us to do. We just, we just do things that line up with Scripture. We just do things that edify the body. But Lord, when we're out there and we're left to our own choices, God, choices to do the right thing or to disobey, true choose to have faith or to doubt, we rationalize, Lord, please forgive us, please forgive us, God, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Not, not, y'all.